I am Shauna, if you don't know who I am. Um, I am on staff here at Orchard Grove. Um, I'm part of the communications department, production, whatever. If it gets asked, sure, I'll help out with that. So um, my husband is also on staff. Um, his name is Ryan. He's the youth pastor here. Um, so I like to say that we're in deep, okay? Like we're in to this, right? Um, we have two boys, a uh, fifth grader and a second grader, who are also on staff. No, I'm kidding. Uh, they're not on staff. But, um, so, uh, but we have two boys. So I live in boy world. That is my everyday life. So please pray for me. <laughs> I fear what's coming ahead with the smell and how much food they're going to eat, okay? Like, that's really where I'm at. But um, I do really love the phase of life that we are at, though. Um, there's kind of like a freedom. We have a great neighborhood. They just get to go play and stuff. Um, but I must say, like, I've enjoyed every phase so far, for the most part, like the seasons with your kids, you know? Um, there hasn't been one where I'm like, oh, I just, I don't want to do the four-year-old stage, you know? It's been pretty good. Um, but one thing, I was just thinking back, um, when I was preparing for the message today, and one of the things I loved when they were little, like we're talking baby toddler, was anytime you put music on, what did little kids do? They dance, right? And usually it's the squat motion, which maybe I should try again, right? <laughs> right? Like, but they like to move. There's something about that, because I think there is rhythm in all of us. I don't think we can all dance. Okay, let's clarify that. That is not what I'm saying here today, okay? But I think there's rhythm in us, like that we can feel the rhythm. Now, we're in church. This is a great place to be honest, okay? Some of us struggle, though, finding the rhythm, right? And we're not even talking dancing, right? Um, if there's ever a song we do up here, you know, we're like, all right, everyone clap along. There's a few of you, right? You're like, oh. like you're looking to the next person. You, you finally find a beat. But it's completely different than everyone else around you, right? And it's okay. It's okay. I'm not here to knock. But I think there is rhythm in us, right? We all have rhythm in us. And um, I think that it's actually how we were designed. I think God designed us with rhythm and to live in an environment of rhythm. Sometimes we might call it routine or pace, but I think he designed how our life should be with rhythm. I mean, you think about your heart. It beats to a rhythm, right? We have day, then night, then day, then night. There's seconds. Minutes a little longer. Then we have hours, then weeks, and months, and years. And we have a rhythm. There's a pace to our life. And I think God designed it for that. And I think a lot of us, I know I do, I love summer because, A, it's warmer, okay? We live in Michigan, okay? We're like, yes, okay? But I think we love the idea of summer because there's a different rhythm to summer, right? I'm kind of, my kids are going back to school in a couple of weeks, and I'm like, oh, no, right? Like, the rhythm is about to change in our life because summer means Ah, school's out, long days, we can, you know, stay up later, you might go on vacation, whether you do sometimes that's just as stressful, but, um, you know, but there's this idea of a different rhythm of summer, and I think we long for it because our lives are very hectic, they're very stressful at times, we live a very fast-paced life, adrenaline-filled technology, right, like, um, we all have these devices, some are probably on you today, that keeps you connected 
to anyone and everything in our world at any time. And it's fast, right? Like we get really annoyed if it does not load within like a second. We're like, oh my gosh, yeah, right? Like <laughs> you want to throw your $900 phone out the window because it doesn't load in a couple seconds. We live in this life that is constantly moving. It's always go, 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 go. And it feels like maybe there isn't a rhythm. Or if there was a rhythm, that somehow it got broken. Yet we never want to almost stop to figure out, well, how can I get back into the rhythm? And not necessarily the, your schedules and stuff, but maybe that rhythm that God designed. Now, I grew up in a family where music was just a normal thing in our life. It was very important. It just was, right? My mom sang, and she sang in like, solos, duets, trios, quartets, choirs. She led choirs. She played guitar. My dad would sing with my mom, be in the choir. My brother and I played multiple instruments. We'd sing at family functions, school functions, church functions. I mean, for us to break out into like a song from like some movie was completely normal, okay? That was my life growing up. Then I married Ryan, okay? It was the most foreign thing for me that he did not know any of the songs to The Sound of Music. I was like, I mean, everybody knows, right? Everyone knows those songs. Now, I'm going to throw out a little tidbit here, if you're newly married. If there is something you love, or that's just a part of your life, you got to break them in slowly, okay? Because... We were married like a couple months, and I was so excited because I got us tickets to go see Les Mis. It's my favorite musical. I was like singing the songs for months in preparation, right? 16 years later, that is the only musical Ryan has ever gone to, right? Okay? So um, just, it's a, just an extra for today. If you're newly married in a relationship, just break them in nice and slow, okay? But music was just a part of my life, and part of music um, is learning the rhythm, right? Learning the tempo to a song. Um, one of the instruments that I love to play is the piano. And so I was classically trained, which I really didn't like then. And now I appreciate it because I'm an adult. I'm like, oh, cool, right? But it wasn't like my thing. But I had to keep with the tempo. I, had, I was forced to learn the rhythm of these songs, okay? But I would beg my mom. I'm like, I just want to play the cool music, mom, right? Because I just want to feel the music, right? I wanted to play what was popular on the radio or from some movie soundtrack, like when Whitney Houston hit that note, that I could feel it on my piano, right? Like, I didn't want to care about the rhythm. I just wanted to feel the song. And if I wanted to slow down, I could, right? That's cool. But then I started accompanying people. So they'd be, my mom would be like, I have to sing at church. Can you play for me? And I'd be like, oh, whatever, mom, right? But, you know, so I would. But I really did not like it because I didn't like the idea that I had to stay in rhythm. Like, you have to, right? When someone is singing and you're supposed to be playing with them, when you just start feeling the music and they don't, it doesn't sound good, right? And um, I didn't like that feeling. I'd get super nervous, like, talk about sweaty palms on the piano. Like, it was bad. And then I would almost fear just what could happen, right? And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Because then if I did mess up, I messed up the song, right? Someone's singing a solo, and the piano player completely messed it up. And so then I'd have all these things of failure, and it was just, ah, the stress of keeping that rhythm. And so my piano teacher... And my parents helped me with that. So if you um, played or know anything about music, you've probably seen one of these. This is an old school one, and that's why I got this one, because this is what I picture. This is a metronome. 
And basically, what a metronome will do, you'll set the tempo, and then it keeps the beat for you. So at home, I would practice. And I'd have to practice to this rhythm. OK, OK, over and over and again. An hour every day, right? Just like mom taught you to do, right? The beat. This is what would keep me going. So then if I played with my mom and she sang, I stayed on rhythm. If I played with other people, just, you know, like, hey, we're going to play, we're just going to get together and play, we had the rhythm. It would help me keep that beat, keep the, keep the tempo of the song going. Because the coolest thing, I love, what, one thing about music that I love is that when you can get people together that know how to play the instrument, but know how to play and you get a rhythm going, there's like this flow. They can jam, right? It's fluid. It's like creative. And you can go for hours if they want. It's fun. Like if you're playing that instrument, it's fun. It's exhilarating. It's harmonious. Something cool happens. There's a groove when everyone's on the same rhythm, the same beat. And you're like, yeah, this feels so good. And you want to keep doing it. You just want to continue and go farther and farther. And I think that is the same for life. I think inside our core, we all want to feel a groove. We want to feel a pace that is fun, that's exhilarating, that's harmonious, that has a peace to it. Because I, I look around our world, and it's like people are in this partial state of attention, right? You kind of got, yeah, mm-hmm, okay, or it's just go, 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 go. And we can't seem to get away because we have this with us at all times. I, I, can't, I find it hard when I go on vacation to put this away, right? Everyone does. It's like, I just, I just need to check my Facebook, right? Even if you, like, stop working, you're like, I have to stay connected, right? And because of this, we're a society that's very stressed out. We're anxious. We're depressed, we're fearful, we feel this pressure, and it's like all around us, right? And because of that, I'm watching us lack creativity and flow in our lives. We're missing that rhythm that brings such joy and a peace. Jesus has a great, there's a great passage in Matthew, and he kind of talks about this, and we're going to put it up on the screen for you. It's out of Matthew 11. And he says, are you tired Worn out, burned out on religion. I think we could pause there today and just turn around and probably all talk to each other about an experience, whether it be recently, this last week, this last month, this last year, where you probably felt tired and you felt worn out. Maybe it was just literally a lack of sleep. We've been there, but maybe it was a lot more than that. And Jesus goes on, he says, well, come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Wow. I think that's what we all want. We all want to live where we feel light on the inside and a freedom. Gosh, because I look around in our world, it, it feels really tired. 
People are worn out. There's this pressure. And unfortunately, the pressure in our culture is to just keep going. It doesn't matter what's going on. Just, just plow through it. We can't stop this pace. Yet Jesus is going, well, come here. Come, come get away with me. And we're like, I kind of got some stuff to do, right? And it's important stuff. Like, legit, it's important. It might be work stuff. It might be family stuff. It might be health stuff. It's important. Like, important that if you don't do it, you might not get your paycheck. Important to put food on your plate. Like, it's important stuff. Yet Jesus says, well, hold on, just, just pause. Come get away with it. Come, just come, come get away with me. And our response usually is like, why? Right? They're like, I go to church on Sundays. Why? That's, we're good. Why? And in this passage, he says to help recover life to help us find a different rhythm. And I believe that's what we want. I mean, if we were to ask each other, do you want to live a happy and healthy life? Yeah, right? No one's going to go, no. just want it to be terrible. That's not going to be our response, right? If so, uh, we'll talk to you later, okay? But um, that's what we want. And I think the key for that is our connection to Christ. It's our connection to the rhythm maker, you know? We need to be connected to him. He's the only one, the only one that can put the core of us at a different pace and at a proper pace. We can change our schedules. We can quit our obligations. We can say no when we always would normally say yes. We can create this beautiful schedule, right? And it's going to be perfect. And we're going to have our healthy, best-looking bodies. We can do it all. But yet the rhythm of our soul can still feel out of whack, that something's missing, that the groove is not there. And I can say from experience of life that God is literally the only one that can bring that. He's the only one that can bring that peace. I love in this passage, this is out of the message, and it says, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. To me, that just sounds so beautiful. Now, I've read this passage probably a thousand times in my life, but most of the time I've read it, I'm probably reading it out of like an NIV or an NLT version. And this is what it says. It sounds a little different. It says, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. You might have heard that, or my yoke is easy, my burden is light. When you sit there and go, well, yoke is easy, burden light, rhythms of grace. Kind of an odd, like, where's the connection there? I I don't get it. So back in the day, farmers um, would use ox. To work their fields. It was, it was the plow. It was the horse. It was, it was the machine of the field were the ox. And so they would get a couple ox and they would yoke them together. The things that go over their neck like that. The big thing. And they would do the work in the field. Now, farmers though, they, they didn't have like a ton of money, right? It wasn't like the top of the game for the money market there. So many times a farmer would have at least one really strong, healthy, mature ox, right? The, it was the work beast, okay? And then to save on money, they would kind of chintz it a little on the second ox. They'd get a weaker ox, maybe a younger one. Maybe it wasn't as healthy. Maybe it was just wasn't as mature. 
and they would yoke them together. Because what would happen is, if they get into the field and the farmer's like, okay, go do whatever ox do in the field. I'm not a farmer, okay? So I wouldn't know what they were doing exactly. But um, they would go, and if the younger one or the weaker one just wanted to like whoosh down the field, it couldn't. If it was super slow and it was like, oh, look at the butterflies, you know, like just walking along, it couldn't. It's yoked to this other ox. And this other ox is strong. It's mature. It knows what to do. And that mature ox would set the pace in the field. It would set the rhythm. So that younger ox, no matter what it wanted to try and do, it couldn't. It was yoked to the mature ox who was setting the rhythm in the field. And I love it. This verse is saying, God's going, I would like to join you. I would like to walk with you and help set a pace in your life, to help set a rhythm for you. He's like, I want to be the strong ox for you. I want to set that. This verse, it, goes, it says, walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learning the unforced rhythms of grace. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. See, he wants to be that ox in your field. Now, I don't think many of us have an actual field. But I do believe you do have a field. It's your life. I believe every single person in this room has a purpose. And God wants to come alongside you and do it with you and do life together with you because he wants to take you at a pace that is going to be peaceful. It's going to be restful and fulfilling. I mean, at the end of the day, I think that's what we'd all want to say, I live a fulfilled life, not a life of stuff, but a life that is fulfilled from the inside out. And so he just goes, just try it my way. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. I even think there's a rhythm in that. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Because there's so much of life that's just robbing us of our peace. The pressure of just all the stuff we got going on comparison. We're constantly comparing ourselves to someone else, whether it be family life, kids, work, house, car, you name it. We have this fear of missing out. It's, it's a real thing. Like These things are robbing us of this rhythm from the inside out. See, Jesus is just saying, I want us to live entirely different than that. I have a whole new way if you walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. See, rhythm is defined as something that is regular. It's a reoccurring motion. So much of life is unpredictable. No matter what we try to do to make it feel like it's safe, we're looking for things to count on. We need something that is faithful that is reoccurring, that is irregular. We need that rhythm. And we do so much to try and make sure we have that. We do. 
because we, we know there's no promises in life, so we kind of almost obtain and insulate and cover ourselves with stuff, hoping that that will be the regular thing, right? Whether it be with our job, our relationships, our marriage, our kids, our cars, but there's no guarantee, right? You can get that new washing machine and get the warranty, but there is no guarantee in life. But yet, that's what I see a lot of our culture doing. We're building our life with all this stuff, hoping that if we can get that and get to the right point in all that stuff, we will find our groove. We'll find that rhythm. But Jesus is saying, well, I'm really, I'm the source for your rhythm. I am the only source. You can't find your groove anywhere else. So going back to Matthew 11, that begs a question then. If he is the mature, strong ox, it's then, well then, what have I yoked my life to? Because he's the only true source. He's a pure constant. He's always the same. And he's the ox that is setting a proper pace. He's, he's the metronome. He's the beat. Right? And the cool thing is, his beat doesn't change. The metronome's not going to speed up and then just slow down and then speed back up again. If this is the beat that it's set to, this is the beat it stays at. God's beat doesn't change. His beat is a beat of love. It's a beat of mercy. It's a beat of grace compassion. He is always the same. In Hebrews 13.8, it says, For Jesus doesn't change yesterday, today, tomorrow. He's always totally himself. His beat doesn't change. And he's saying, walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. So that brings us to a question of, well then, how do we do it? That's great. Awesome. He's the rhythm maker. Awesome. How? How do we connect to his pace? How do we connect to his rhythm then? I think one of the things to learn that really helps, has helped me find that rhythm is learning to be present. Learning to be present in the now and in this moment, in today. It's about 10.15 a.m. or 10.30. It's now. But some of us, our head is already at 7 o'clock tonight, or we're thinking about tomorrow morning, or we're thinking about the meeting that we have on Thursday, and we're already stressing about things things that may or may not happen. It's about learning how to be present. I've been able to go on the trip to Haiti these last couple of years, and I think one of the most reasons why the trip is such an impact for the team, whether it's a student, an adult that gets to go, is because they're forced to be present. They're forced to just be in whatever is going on in that moment and allow 
themselves to connect with what's going on around them and connect to the rhythm maker in that moment because really there is no other choice at that point. And I think that's why that trip is such an impact is they've experienced what that feels like on the inside, in their core, to be connected to the rhythm maker like that. It's learning to stop and just be present. Because we get really worried though, right? We get consumed in the yeah, but you don't know what's coming up, or you get stressed about the what-ifs, or there's just a lot. You're carrying a lot. There's, some of us in this room have a lot of heavy things we're carrying, and it's so easy for our heads to be wrapped up in that. But sometimes when we stop and be present, we can remind ourselves that God is with you and that he is always for you. Matthew 6.34 says, Give your attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. It's okay to just be in the present. And it's something we have to learn, right? Especially when we have these. It's something that we have to learn how to stop and pause, how to be present to allow ourselves to connect to the rhythm maker. And secondly, I think you and I, we have to figure out ways that we do connect to God on a continual basis, not just on a Sunday morning when you might hear a message and a song that really touches your heart, but that when you leave this place that you know how to connect to Christ. And maybe it's just taking a few moments in early in the morning and just reflecting. Maybe on your drive to work, you just have a conversation with God. Or when you get home and you're making dinner, you throw on some worship music. Maybe there's a favorite song that we sing here, and you just have that on repeat in the background as you make your food. Or maybe before you go to bed, you just read a verse, whether you pull out a Bible or on an app or just something you heard that you reflect on that. That could be something that you practice already on a regular basis. Maybe it's just been a while. We've all been there. Maybe you've never really done that. But I think connecting to the rhythm maker is key. Sometimes we don't do it because we're just kind of afraid to, right? Like, I don't know. Maybe you have, and then you didn't, then you have, and you didn't, so you're just kind of like, I don't know. We have this fear that maybe God won't accept us. Like, it's cool, I come to church, that's good, but I don't know. Will he, will, does he really accept me? Or you just feel like you've made a mistake, or a lot of mistakes. So it's not, I don't know if that connection can really happen, right? Or that you're just not good enough. I loved I still do. I love to play the piano. I loved it. But I had that fear that when I played with someone, that making a mistake would, would stop it, right? But yet there was this feeling I had when I played on the inside of me. But yet I was like, oh, if I messed up, that's it. I think sometimes that's how we are with God. We get fearful 
we've made a mistake or we just haven't connected or it's been a while or just something went south or we just don't feel like we're good enough to do it. Sometimes I didn't feel like I was good enough to play with someone else. But God, God doesn't think that. See, his rhythm is for everyone. All are welcome, all the time, all are included. It doesn't matter because his beat just keeps going. It's just going. His beat of love does not stop. And all he's doing is saying, walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. So the fears and the anxiety and the things that sometimes we go, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can make that step with God to connect with him in that way. He's saying, no, no, don't worry about it. Just walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it, because he's going to show you how to do it. He's going to show you the rhythm. So this week, I encourage you to find ways that you connect to God. Not how I would or the person sitting next to you. But find some ways this week that you can find the rhythm for your core. And that could be, that could be taking some time to pray. That could be taking some time to read the Bible. It could mean going on a walk in the woods or down by the lake. It could mean that you sing, you draw, you build something. You have a conversation with someone. It could be a way for you to connect your rhythm to God's rhythm. But I hope that in this life that is so fast-paced, that you will be able to find the rhythm that God has for you that you will walk with him, that you will work with him, and you'll watch how he does it.